Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode. It's the fall. We've missed a few weeks. We've taken a little bit of hiatus. Uh, We've taken a little break between season two and season three. So welcome back to season three. This is our first episode of season three. And this week, after a little bit of a break, we are coming in with a good one. We're coming in with um, a topic that doesn't happen to everyone, but it is one that we can kind of Uh, modify for all types of behaviors. Uh, But the one we're going to talk about today is headbanging when falling asleep during sleep in that sleep kind of routine. Yeah. So headbanging can be something that some toddlers will go through, mostly toddlers that do this. And it can happen during the day can happen Mm -hmm. throughout the day. Usually it happens when they're frustrated, when they're angry. Sometimes it's just a sensory thing and they're just kind of experimenting with their bodies or perhaps they have so much energy and that helps them get that energy out. So if you notice that it's happening all the time during the day, that would be a great topic to bring up with your doctor. Um, Or you can even contact us and we can help you troubleshoot and see whether, you know, it's something that you should bring up to your doctor or whether it's something we can help you with. Because what you want to do when it comes to headbanging during the day, not during sleep times necessarily, but like all throughout the day, is you want to really take a look at what is happening before that mm-hmm. headbanging happens. Sometimes you might have a hard time figuring that out. If it's something that happened that made the baby or toddler frustrated, then you might get headbanging as a form of a meltdown. And that would be something like putting a pillow underneath their head so that while they're having that meltdown, you're not worried about them smashing their head on the ground. They have something soft to bang their head on. But sometimes it can be hard to really take a look at the whole big picture and see what might be contributing to that headbanging. And Mm -hmm. we say like, try and find out what is coming before that. But if you just have no clue as to what to look for or whatever, then reach out to us and we can help you with that or speak to your doctor. So what we wanted to focus today on though, is headbanging during sleep, because this is something that can happen. And When you are trying to work on independent sleep with your little one, or let's say you have an independent sleeper and they start banging their head, that can be one of those things that sets them back on sleep because we don't know how to react to it. So we are hoping today to give you some of those tools so that if your little one does start doing this, you don't inadvertently go all the way back to like rocking them to sleep because you're fearing their head banging episodes for sleep. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about that head banging during sleep. Uh, but again, as Lisa said, if you need those tools and strategies for head banging during the day, yes, finding the trigger is peace, but there's so many pieces when it comes to head banging. So the one big piece that we are going to talk a lot about today is going to be 
that response and how, like Lisa said, how we are going to respond so that we're not creating great. Now I'm in here for an hour and a half, putting you to sleep in fear that you're going to bang your head. Yeah. So sometimes this comes out of nowhere and they just all of a sudden start banging their heads at bedtime or nap time. Usually it, it starts off for them as a little bit of an experiment oh, I bang my head and look at this sound that the bars are making. Or perhaps they were frustrated that they were going to bed and that kind of created that head banging. Now, what happens next is (laughs) this can throw us off and we're like, oh my goodness, they're banging their head. They're going to hurt themselves. And so what can happen next is we go in there and we over-engage with them and we give them this really big reaction towards that head banging. And then it's no longer an experiment for them as to like the different sounds that their head makes when it hits the bars. It's no longer really out of frustration. Now it is more of a cause and effect. Ooh, look what happened when I banged my head. I got this big old reaction. And then next thing you know, it somebody was in my room and picking me up and, Ooh, I didn't have to go for a nap anymore. That was great. So they're not manipulating you. It's just that, that this is how they learn their whole world is through your cause and effect Mm -hmm. and our responses. So our responses really, really play a huge role in here. Now I know it can be challenging because sometimes it does throw us off. We're like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. They're banging their head. So one thing to know is that typically they are not going to bang their heads so hard that they're actually going to do damage to themselves. It doesn't typically happen. They're, they're usually just banging it a little bit or, you know, they're, they stop before it actually hurts them. So take comfort in that. So one of the things that you could do here is just leave them and let them have their, you know, let them get their jollies out. And then eventually they're going to go to sleep, figure out that maybe it hurts. This isn't fun. I'm not getting a response from it. So like, maybe this isn't going to work. I'm not going to do this to myself. Exactly. And that oftentimes that's, what's going to happen. If we just don't react, Mm -hmm. they stop pretty quickly because they do realize on their very own that it doesn't feel very good to do that. Mm -hmm. So That is option number one. Now, let's say you feel like maybe it's getting a little out of hand and it's happening all the time. I'm going to tell you a little story about my little boy because (laughs) when he was a toddler, he started banging his head. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that there must have been something in there that I gave a reaction for because sometimes it just it catches us off guard and we don't have time to think before we react. So I can't really see myself giving a big reaction, but whatever reaction I may have given subtle enough because my little boy picks up on all these little things and he always has that potentially was the contributing factor for him to continue to do it because he just really ever since he was a toddler he's always loved to just test the limits with me and everything so (laughs) you know it got to the point with him where he was starting to get bruises on his forehead and I was leaving him in there and then it began to feel a little uncomfortable for me to keep just doing nothing while he was banging his head 
So the second option, if you find that it's getting out of control and keep in mind, they, they most likely aren't going to hurt themselves with it. But for me, I was just getting uncomfortable with it. So I decided on a different approach. So I went in and I just stood there very matter of fact, very boring. And I just put my hands in the area where he would bang his head. And so, so like if he was banging on the rails, you would just kind of block your hand between the rail and his head type thing. And then yeah, if like you went I to kinda, the other rail, you would just kind of move your hand over. Yeah. So I kind of had my hands in a cupped position, like both hands together. Oh, okay. In, you know, they were uh palm facing up. And I had them both kind of just there and ready. And so if he would move his head, I'd kind of just very subtly move my hands in that area so that he couldn't bang his head anymore. So that, and I was just standing there, not even looking at him really, because the more I look at him in this situation, the more engagement I'm giving him, the more he's going to think that it's funny and fun and want to do it more. So and engagement is like eye contact. If you're um, talking too much, like even just saying, stop banging your head, buddy, that's not okay. You're going to hurt yourself, kiddo. Right. Even just that, that, that is engagement to a toddler who's looking for engagement. That's going to jackpot yeah like you've 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 given them exactly what they would like thank you yeah so I was just very quiet and I wasn't even really looking at him I would just move where his head was going he figured out very quickly that that was boring and it wasn't even worth his efforts anymore and he just stopped doing it so for me that was um the key towards getting that to stop And it worked out well. Now, had he still gone on for a long time or really, really didn't stop doing it after a couple of days, because I don't have a lot of patience, then I would have moved on to what was my third plan, which was to then set up a playpen or a pack and play and put him in there for a few days or a week or whatever. Mm -hmm. And because the pack and plays are mesh on the sides, they don't really get the same effect from banging their head on there. And it can deter the head banging because it's just really not fun anymore. And then you can go back to that approach of not really doing anything for the head banging because they're really not going to hurt themselves on the mesh. So that would have been my, my last option And then what you can do in that case is you just leave them sleeping in there temporarily. It's not going to be that they're going to be sleeping in there for the next years or whatever, but just, you know, a week or two, they don't remember that that was something that they were doing. It it takes that option for them off the table. It brings it down in level of um, fun (laughs) and then they just don't do it anymore and then they're ready you know, you could put them back in their cribs and then it's just, it's out of their minds at that point. Yeah, absolutely. And now if this is something that, you know, you're having to get to that, moving them into their separate bed, if you're starting to see it now coming into that daytime stuff, that's, that's where we really, you know, come into play and really shine because we can help with all of those strategies. But in the beginning, I talked about how we can modify this. 
it's all our response. The whole time Elisa was talking, it's our response. It's how, it's what we're projecting. It's how we're not engaging. So that can, the same kind of idea can be used with our little ones that stick their fingers down their throats, our little ones who, um, you know, like to throw their toys out of their, or their stuffy out of bed. So this is it all, especially with our toddlers and how they learn, it's that response. Your response matters across the board. Now, before we go, I just wanted to bring up another point. So how do you know that this is something that they're doing specifically for the extra engagement? Usually you can see it in their eyes. You can absolutely see it in their eyes. They do it. They have this twinkle in their eye. (laughs) They might have a little smirk on their face or something, or they're They're like banging. And then they like looking up to check to see if you're like, or if you're on the monitor, they're like banging their head. And then they, they have a quick little glance to the monitor. Or perhaps they look at the door if you're not in the room, right? They look in the vicinity of the door and you can tell that, oh yeah, they're banging and then they're looking for a reaction. Yes. So that's how you can tell that this might be a testing limits, um, or perhaps doing it for engagement for sleep periods, as opposed to something that they're doing to self-soothe or something they're doing in complete frustration and anger where they're, cause we have, I have worked with a couple of children where they've banged their head so hard that they did like split their head, but that was, they were they were struggling all around. It wasn't just, you know, that kind of like testing engagement behavior. It was, you know, they were struggling all around. So there's a big difference there. So, but again, it's all going to be that response. And if, if you're seeing that twinkle in their eye, if you're seeing that quick pause or that tiny little pause, checking the door, checking the camera, you can pretty much tell yourself that you've got a toddler who is just testing to see, and this is what they are. They're just trying to see what happens if I do this. What happens if I do this? Okay. So she's going to do this. What happens here? Okay. He's doing this. What happens if I do this now? That's what they're trying to figure out. And then your response is how they learn. Yeah. And if they're doing it out of frustration and they're crying and they're in there having a meltdown, then one of the things that you can do is sit and support those emotions Mm -hmm. before you leave the room so that they get to have their feelings while you're there and you're supporting them through that upset. And then you go into your leaving the room and they fall asleep on their own. Usually if it's a meltdown because they're not happy that it's time to go to sleep, that will only last a few minutes and then they'll be like, okay, it's time for sleep. I accept it now. And then you can leave as you normally would. Oh, these toddlers, they're so much fun. There's so many pieces to toddlers, right? Whether it's sleep or eating and just all of it, plus how they learn and all the boundary testing. It's, it's a lot, but they are really funny and gosh, they are super cute I do miss having toddlers around sometimes I do I love the toddler I know me too I I did I felt like every stage through the toddlers except for three I struggled with three preschool (laughs) three was tough uh three and 12 I do need to say are my ages that we struggle with right now are in my house um thus far hopefully this helps guys because it it like I said it can be modified for other things but it does come down to that response and if you are dealing with that head banging in bed we can help if you need it Uh, but hopefully this was enough and you guys can kind of get over this little bump and get sleep back on track again thank you thanks guys bye
Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.